Welcome to Becoming Unstoppable, the podcast. So excited you're all here. I'm Jen, your host, a mindset coach for female entrepreneurs to navigate through their resistance so they can become unstoppable within their business and in their life. We all desire for big dreams to happen, but often they are a dream and it's our fears that are stopping us taking action. It's our sabotaging patterns. So this podcast is really all about how to navigate through that. It's about my experience and I will be having some of the big thought leaders of the industry coming on too. Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. I'm so excited for today's guest, Lauren Bryant, who's a small business specialist, and she's also the host of the amazing Brunch Club. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you. And for those who might be new to your world, can you just explain exactly what you do and how you support women? So I have a long history in business. Um, I started in a family business uh, when I was 17. Anyone that's worked in a family business will know that comes with its own set of challenges. There's no sick days, no, you know, bullshit excuses about why you can't come to work, no hangovers, like all that sort of thing. You're at work when you're meant to be at work and you do as you're told and all the things. So um, I have had the privilege of learning business from a family business. I've been in small businesses. I've run teams. Uh, I worked in financial advice for a little while and then I started my own business. So I've got some 15 years of business management experience up my sleeve. Uh, So what I do is help people have their best business or unmess up their business as well. We sort of Uh, I actually am one of these people. I fell into having my own business. um, And with that, you sort of hit the ground running and you're all about just making money and booking people in and all of that kind of thing. So a lot of the time we end up without proper systems and processes and we kind of don't realise how much we don't know until you're in the middle of it going, oh, my God, this shit has hit the fan. (laughs) So... That's what I do is just hold hands with people, maybe kick a couple of butts every now and then, but get some systems in their business, get some processes, help them work out the things that they don't know. Um, I do a lot of problem solving and a lot of strategy. Yeah, amazing. And I think a lot of the people who are listening are maybe could be possibly aspiring to be in business and feel like you know, because it can feel quite overwhelming when you're sort of wanting to go from, say, you know, full-time, you know, employment and making that step and saying, I'm actually going to work for myself. And it, and it there, there is mindset work and it's also mindset and strategy as well. And I love how you, you know, you've got so much wealth and, you know, expertise and really how you support women is really, I love that you said, problem solving and when you need to sort of you know have some hard conversations with people because sometimes we have to have those you've got those leadership skills as well so I love all of that thank you so much for sharing that and when you um what was sort of 
what made you sort of gravitate to sort of supporting women um, in business? Was there something that you were, was it your previous work, you know, in the family business? Um, there's a few factors there, actually. Uh, my my career that I had all through my 20s and, and whatever was managing panel shops, so smash repairs. So that was obviously very heavily male dominated, all of that sort of thing. Uh, and that came with its own challenges. Um, I was a very rare person. Um, you know, I was young, 20s, managing um, turning up to work in a skirt and heels in the middle of an auto body shop. So it was a bit, yeah, <laughs> there was some challenges there for sure. Um, the reason I work with women is actually, um, well, one, because I've spent enough time with the boys. I'm good. <laughs> I've, I've had my dose up to here. But I do love the guys still. Don't get me wrong. Um, I also have a history of um, DV, really bad relationships. I seem to go from one to another to another. So there was a real um, a, a long period of my, my life there where I was learning all of the lessons the hard way, dating all the wrong people, having some of the worst experiences of my life. And um, I just wanted to create a business that was going to help other women not be in that situation. One of the biggest reasons that women don't leave relationships or people don't leave relationships is because of the money mm -hmm. and, um, and the confidence as well. You know, when you're in these situations, your confidence has been chipped away at and chipped away at and you're made to believe things that aren't true and you're second guessing yourself, especially when there's gaslighting and that kind of thing involved. So I wanted to focus my business on helping women set up the systems in their business, understand the money side of their business and get that confidence back. You know, when you learn something new and you kind of, you, you get it right a, a few times and you've got that little feeling of, oh, I can do this. Mm. this. This is within me and that propels you forward into the next thing. And don't get me wrong, we're going to have hurdles and speed bumps and all of the things along the way but if you have that little piece of you that's going yeah girl you got this or someone like me behind you going no no no, this is fine you've got this you can do this um let's have a look at what your options are let's let's solve that problem together like I'm here then you can forge your own way whether that is putting little pieces of money aside or um, or building your networks, you know, quietly, whatever it might be, I want to help people get out of those situations that I was in um, or just not be there in the first place, even better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that must have been really a challenging time in your life where you've gone through, you know, such violence and, you know, sometimes that's really hard to when you've gone through something so challenging yourself to switch it and be able to you know when you go through to the other side yeah you've experienced it to actually support other women and actually give them the foundation so they can have a business of yeah. you know, a passion and, and moving towards that and give them because I think you know that is so true a lot of the time people are in relationships that they don't feel safe leaving because of the financial and they don't know what options are out there. So yeah. it's that you're empowering women to actually um, know 
what they what they need to do and going through it in a way that feels good for them and I love you know because you also run events for women and that's all about you know tell us you know about that Uh, I started my events because I was lonely so um, like I've mentioned I used to run teams then I was in financial advice and I kind of got thrown into having my own business because I couldn't get a job I tried for a month to get another job, but the universe said, no, you have been talking way too much about having your own business. This is it. So that's how I actually started in Powerhouse. But what I realized was I've gone from uh, in the financial advice, I was in an office of 50. When I was in my um, panel shops, I managed two different shops. I had a dozen staff, customers all day. The phone didn't stop from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m., like, the whole day long and then I am working at home alone with my dog um, and just went I am so bored and so lonely and uh, you I think when whatever situation you're in you need the company of people who understand you so if you're a stay-at-home parent you need other stay-at-home parents because they understand that experience whatever you work in whether you're a nurse or a hairdresser or a doctor or you work in a grocery store or hospitality or whatever you need other people who do that thing because they understand your experience our friends and our family while they have our best intentions at heart and they love us and they support us and all of those things when you're a small business owner they just don't unless they're a small business owner of course themselves they just don't have that mindset they just don't have that skill set or that experience to be able to support you in the way that you need so I decided I would go to networking events and I tried a few out and I would turn up to these places on my own and while I have met dozens of people in the room and I'm walking out with a fistful of um, business cards, I haven't had a single connection with anybody and quite frankly feeling like I need a shower to wash all of that icky off. So I decided if I feel like that, then other people must feel like that. And I was going to put my own event together. We were going to have a speaker. I was going to pay them. Um, so they're getting money for their time, even if they're not actual speakers, not professional speakers or whatever. People who are going to share their story and what they know. We're going to have brunch. We're going to drink champagne on a Friday. And it's going to be a really good time. And people turned up. So that was the whole thing. It was, I have committed to as long as one person is coming, I'm going to show up. And I have had one person turn up. And while that felt mortifying at the time, I was the speaker and that person got me to themselves for two hours. And we had a wonderful brunch together and she took home the lucky dog prize. But the whole point of the events was giving people a space to be seen and heard giving them a space where they can take off all of the extra hats that we turn up with, just come as they are, even if you don't know anybody else or you're coming alone or this is your first time at any networking event ever, this is a place where you can come and be accepted and actually have a connection with somebody and then go on with whatever you're going to do that day or that weekend or that month. That's the point. Mm. Yeah, and I... Business, you know, we have this desire to set our business up and, you know, we, we want to make a big impact, but it can be a little bit on the isolating and lonely if we don't have the right 
people beside us. So sometimes we're so fixated on, you know, possibly getting clients or, you know, the work that we do that we actually lose sight of the connection and the community that we need. And, And it's so important that if we have a sense of community for people who are very like-minded, who are our peers, who are our equals, we can feel like you said, Lauren, seen and heard. And we feel like, oh my gosh, what I'm going through, that's a completely normal experience. Because sometimes we think as humans that, oh my God, I'm the only one who experiences self-doubt or, oh my God, I'm the only person who, you know, one day I feel like, yeah, I've got this. And then the next day the universe says, I just want to test you just a little bit, just to see how you're going to handle this. And you're like, no. So so I think it's so important to have, you know, opportunities for events that feel good, that don't feel like here, here's a hundred business cards where Mm -hmm. you're actually having a decent conversation with someone who's not trying to sell. Mm -hmm. But often what happens is you're like, I really like what they're doing and you see them and you're inspired by them, but it's, it's in a different way and it feels energetically aligned. So, so magic. And I see that, you know, you do them on the Gold Coast. So anyone who's on the Gold Coast, they can attend those, but, you know, are you sort of looking at other places that you may want to support women in all over Australia? Absolutely. Um, I actually hosted my first event on the Sunshine Coast in August, um, this time last month, actually. Um, And that was really good. And I'm also looking to move down to Sydney and Melbourne. Um, We might come up your way, Ipswich, Brisbane, you know, that kind of thing. And I actually had a message from a girlfriend of mine who lives in Townsville, who asked me about putting a satellite chapter up there. So um that was just last night so we'll see yeah amazing <laughs> the whole eastern coast of australia so far taking yes. over i love that and it's it's supporting women who no matter where they are they've got that connection and it's about the vision that you want to have so um for you know because you spoke about your journey that you've gone through domestic violence and is that why you have called you know your business empower house Yeah, um, funny story about that, actually. I, uh, at the time, there was a particular person who was in the news, uh, an ex of mine, and instead of calling my business Lauren Bryant Coaching, because I didn't want you to Google me, I called my business Empower House. So I was trying to hide. (laughs) But Anyway, here we are. Now I'm Lauren Bryant and Powerhouse, you know. Yeah. And now through. Not hiding so much. Yeah. And so through your story, you're able to show women who are either maybe in the experience of domestic violence or who maybe a lot of the time women don't even understand that they could possibly be in domestic violence. Do um, Do you speak to women who maybe they don't even know that they're in domestic violence situations because I think a lot of the time people only associate domestic violence with physical physical abuse yeah there's so many different elements of um, domestic violence so you know people who may be hearing this and going oh that that you know I, I want to 
you know, I want to leave, but I don't know how to, what would mm-hmm. you sort of say to them who are, maybe they don't even recognise that they could possibly be in a um, domestic violence relationship? I think the major thing is about the way that the person you are with or who's supposed to be your partner makes you feel. If you are intimidated, if you are walking on eggshells, if you aren't made to feel like you're good enough or that everything that you're doing is wrong or these kinds of things, I think that that's a really good signal that something there isn't right because you you have that feeling in your stomach or in your throat or whatever it is. If your phone lights up and it's their name and you, you feel dread, then that that tells me that you already know You know, I think um, when, well, I don't think I know that when we're in these situations and we're doubting ourselves and we're being told that we're wrong or we're being gaslit into believing things that aren't necessarily true, we doubt our own decision-making and our intuition and all of that kind of thing. And I think that when you give yourself a moment to go, well, hang on, is that right? And whether you've got to think it or feel it or write it out or speak it out to somebody, and people start to say, well, you don't deserve that, or that's not right, or that's that's wrong, or, you know, do you need help? You know, this kind of thing. Um, I think it just comes down to how are you feeling? How are you being treated? And also, if you can't put yourself in that, in that picture and think about it logically, then ask yourself, would I be okay with someone speaking to my best friend this way, or my mum this way, or my sister, or whoever that might be for you? someone that you love and uh, respect and want the best for, ask yourself, would I be happy if this person told me that that thing was happening to them? Mm. And if the answer is no, then you've probably got your answer there that this isn't the situation for you. But I also think on the on the topic of what should they do and what shouldn't they do and that sort of thing, I think that the best thing that you can do for someone in that situation is to let them know that you're there for them in whatever capacity they need, not saying things like you need to leave him and you should do this and you should do that because they're already potentially just fighting to survive. They're already overwhelmed with the responsibility of this person is doing the wrong thing but it's up to me now to change that Mm. so by supporting people in that way saying listen girlfriend I can see what you're going through I don't love that for you you deserve better let me know and I will be there to pick you up I will be there to get the kids I will um, I'm happy to help you with this or that or something else. You can sleep in my guest room or on my couch or in my bed, like whatever it might be. However, you can help that person. Call me anytime, you know, that sort of stuff. But not telling them they need to do this, they need to do that, they shouldn't this, they should that, because they're already being trampled all over and dictated to in a lot of ways. So just giving them the freedom to know, hey, when I want to pull that cord, I have somewhere to land. Yeah. And I think that's such a big thing is knowing that you can feel safe to talk to someone and that no matter what, you know, no matter where, like time of day or, you know, when it is that you've always got someone there. So it's, you know, having that support network. So when you make that decision that, hey, something doesn't feel right here, I don't feel good. You know, they're always, you know, sometimes 
um, people are constantly ringing. You might go out with your girlfriends and you notice that, you know, their partner mm-hmm. constantly is checking in on them and yeah. they might think, oh, that's annoying. You know, you might, you know, your friend, because sometimes we can see things that other people aren't ready at that time to see. That's a very controlling behavior, you know, that constantly checking in on someone. So I think that's a really beautiful thing of just um, sometimes the best thing that we can do when people are going through um, a relationship, you know, that is very controlling, especially Mm -hmm. coercive control is to be there and to hold space and to know that whenever they are wanting that, there is always help. So we can always put some um, links to some uh, DV um, helplines for people so people know that in that situation of crisis, Mm -hmm. you can do that. And there's always a safety plan that people can start planning towards in terms of leaving and what they need to do. But that's so beautiful of like holding space as a friend. So. in terms of your going back to, you know, your decision of, you know, having a business and, you know, you've gone through, you know, the challenges of, you know, where your, your confidence, you know, and someone saying all of these things possibly to you, you know, I, I, can, I can only imagine, I don't know how you feel. Um, and I, you know, that would have I been. I love that. Hard. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> um, so I don't know, like. I have only seen it from the work that I used to do doing social work. So I I saw when people came in and you were seeing exactly what was happening. And at that particular time, they were, they, it got to the point where they were physically under threat. Their life was under threat. And you were talking to them about all of these things, but I, you know, it's, I think that might be something that if people are listening and they may know someone is never say, I know how you feel because even just generally, no one knows how you feel. It might just be, I can only, I, I can't imagine how you're going through or, you know, please let me know, you know, what I can do to support you because no, I'm here. Even if it's just sometimes what people love the most out of friendship is just not feeling like you need because no one needs to be fixed it's just having that friend who's just holding space holding that sacred space yeah. and you can just let it out and know that you've got that safety of a beautiful friend and you know going through that so yeah thank I think you even if they don't um they don't know what to say in that when you're hearing something and it's difficult or whatever it is, if someone's saying something to you or sharing with you, you can tell them, listen, I don't know what to say right now, but just know that I'm I'm here for you. I love you. I'm not going anywhere. Like you can, you can continue to talk about this if you want to. I'm happy to listen if you've got space to do that, of course. But just even saying, listen, I don't know what to say, but I'm here is that's just holding space in that way. Yeah, and that's beautiful. I think sometimes people feel like we've got to fix something, we've got to rescue, and then you're going yeah. through another sort of thing of rescuing. And just actually, I've spoken to a lot of people through my career, and they actually say that just sometimes it's not about it's just being there. Yeah, being there and and providing that. So that's yeah, yeah. beautifully said. So yeah. yeah, and if someone is um, you know your legacy for you know, where you, you, you know, your business and just in life, what, what is your legacy that you want to leave this, you know, earth? 
What's well, in, in store? I have a, a bit of a different view on the way I do business and the way I handle my life as well is that um, I treat everything like I'm inviting you to dinner. You know, I, it's my approach to everything and how am I going to welcome you and how am I going to host you and, you know, do you have everything that you need? What else can I get for you? You know, I'm interested in what you have to say. I'm interested in your life. You know, I'm really inviting you in to sit at my table and share that meal with me. Um, and I think that my legacy um, is really the way that um, people feel when they're around me. It's my my whole aim is to make you feel comfortable and supported and like you're one of the one of the crew, part of my group, part of my part of my collective. You know, yeah, that is beautiful. welcoming my space. Is yeah, thing. and and hence you you know you're a host. You host these events that are now going. You know national people are sort of going oh my god that sounds really good and so being a host is actually something that a lot of people aspire to be that mm-hmm. you know you're it sounds like the host of you're, you're doing that in all aspects of your life you're you know you're seeing people and you're you know like I love how you said that Lauren like they're coming to dinner of okay have you got everything and sometimes it's those small things we sometimes we don't realize it's the small things of actually welcoming and just saying, you know, have you got everything? Do you um, do you need anything else? Or just asking those questions. So people are like, oh my god, I I feel so nurtured because sometimes we can feel like when we are part of different programs that they're they're, they're almost too big. They're too big, and they've lost sight of that beautiful connection and so you can sort of feel like you're like out in sea and you've got a tiny boat and you're like hey back here just sort of land hello and um what I love about your approach and this is sort of how I do business is it's the connection we have and so you know you, you you're providing that beautiful environment where people feel safe where people yeah. feel like oh my God, okay, I can feel safe. And when we feel that, you know, our nervous system's like, oh, I can just, I don't have to tense up. I can just, oh, you know, Lauren's got this. She's going to show me how to um, do all of the different systems because quite honestly, that is um, tech and all of those things can feel quite an arduous and overwhelming thing for Mm -hmm. anyone. And so when we're in business, there's a lot of firsts, isn't there? There's like, yeah. okay, well, how do I set up an email marketing? I remember doing that and going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it, it took me what felt like months setting up like an opt-in and all of that. It, I, I procrastinated for so long and it felt like I was doing a family tree, quite honestly. Okay, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm doing this, you know. <laughs> and yeah. then. Um, and I was trying to do it myself and it was, I couldn't do it because yeah. of my learning and how I do things. So I had someone who was like, you know what, I'm going to teach you how to do this instead of someone taking over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I know how to do it now. Oh, yeah. I feel really good, you know? So yeah. And I, I know that sort of for people who are, you know, maybe they, they're wanting more of the systems in place 
can you tell us a bit more about specifically, you know, how your program, you know, how you really can help people Mm -hmm. with reducing some of that overwhelm? I think um, the most important thing to realise about systems and processes is that everything that you do is a system and a process from the way that you get out of bed in the morning, brush your teeth, make your coffee or don't make coffee if you don't drink it. Every single thing that you do is a system or process or a combination of the two. So when you're looking at what you're doing in business, you need to treat it like the way you get out of bed in the morning, right? How is it going to be most efficient and effective for you? So when we're looking at putting in a booking system or email marketing, like you were saying, or something like that, we need to just take little tiny steps. Yes, we're going from not having any systems, not having any emails, not doing any marketing whatsoever to having that working and and the email marketing filling our bookings and all of that kind of thing. But that is a big gap between the two of them. So what is the first thing that we need to do? And okay, my goal is this, I'm here and my goal is that. So the first thing that I need to do is have a look at some email systems. What does my budget say that I can afford? What functionality do I need in that system? What other systems should it integrate with if you have a booking portal or a website or whatever else that you're using? Do you need it to integrate between those things? Generally, yes. And going through and just asking yourself the smaller questions first. And of course, if you you don't have to know everything yourself, But what you need to be able to do is either use Google effectively to figure it out, watch YouTube or whatever, or ask somebody, ask the right person, find the right person who, like you're saying for you, someone who isn't just going to do it for you because then you still don't know how it works for next time, but maybe someone who can teach you how to do that thing. So the first first step is to work out where you are and where you want to be and then we can go through the different systems and or tech as you're talking about or the process that you want to go through. Um, people have different ways of working and the way that I would like to work may not be the way that Jen Parker wants to work. So um, with those two things and we can custom design these things because it's your business. You're the one who has to work in it every day. I don't. I can show you how I do things. Um, We can tweak that if that works for you. But if the way that I do things doesn't work for you, then you're never going to use that system, you know. And I think that that's one of the other important things is to go, okay, well, I'm a visual person, so I need something like ClickUp or I'm... um, I'm very list oriented and all of that kind of thing. So I'm going to need a different system to do those things and tick off the things as I go, that kind of stuff. Um, Like I was saying to you before, I treat my business like an invitation to dinner. So having an onboarding process is important, of course, but also having an offboarding process is another important part for everybody. So when I'm using the metaphor of inviting someone to dinner, Um, You get to the point where you've had dinner and and everything's done and they go, well, okay, it's time for me to leave. And you go, all right, you know where the door is, see you later. No, 
You're not just going to let them show themselves out. You're going to walk them to the door. You're going to ask them if they have everything, if their coat, you know, if they've got their coat, do they need an umbrella? Do they know the way home? Do they need a taxi if they've had a few things to drink? You know, all of these kinds of things. You're not just going to send them out into the world just on, on their own. And it's the same thing with your business. The last thing that your client experiences with you is that moment, your offboarding process. So everything else could have been five star the whole way through, but you get to that point and you go, okay, bye, show yourself out. That's the last experience that they've had. And it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So when you turn around and ask for a review, a review later, they go, well, yeah, it was all right, you know. But if you gave them that five-star send-off, thank you for working with me, who else do you need right now, what are your goals, let me introduce you to blah, blah, and blah, they can help you with X, Y, and Z, you know, then they're going to go, oh, she, they, whoever you are, really cares about me and what I'm doing and where I'm going next, even though that's not spending money with that person in business. So... I don't know, there's a, there's a few things to consider. How you want to work, what you actually need the thing to do and how you want to end up. Mm, I, I agree, yeah. <laughs> and I think sometimes people, you know, we can be quite fearful of setting up um, systems because, you know, sometimes setting up things initially takes a bit of time because mm. we're not just, you're not just learning the thing of, say you're doing some training, you're not just learning the content of the training that you're doing, but you're also learning there's a few other things that you're learning. So at mm -hmm. the time, everything can feel like there's a lot of new things of setting up a system. But, you know, it's sort of if you do YouTube at all, you know, look at it, that's your time, which is really super precious. So mm -hmm. it really depends, like, is your time, do you want to spend 20 hours Googling and YouTubing and, you know, trial and fail? Or do you want to have someone who's actually can get you there quicker and it's actually going to save you a lot of time, hence money? So I think that is something people people need to take into account and people say, oh, I really want freedom. Mm -hmm. I really want freedom. It's like, okay, well, we need to have some things in place. Initially, yes, if there's a bit of, you know, stuff that's required, and often we have to just keep doing a few things of, of systems or upgrading and, you know, it's like a constant, um, you know, it's constantly working on that. So, yeah, I think all of that is really good. And I love the, you know, the metaphor about dinner and you're not just like see you to the door, which I've, you know, sometimes we can feel like, you know, or, or, or sometimes we're like, oh, I'm not in that program and I, don't, I haven't heard from them. They don't. I don't, you know, and so something that is important to me is I, I, I'm still <laughs> sending messages to clients who I used to work with, you know, a few years ago, you know, still seeing where things are and sometimes they, you know, want to keep having a conversation or they want support or sometimes it's just knowing that you care and I think that is something that you people feel people feel if you truly truly care about them and that you're not just a number and I think that is a way of thinking of them inviting them to dinner and mm -hmm. and how you are a host and I think that is a really beautiful way that people can you know know okay well 
how can I make these people feel like a VIP at my amazing dinner party? You know, have they got everything? So they feel like, oh, thank gosh, this person really cares. Because sometimes you can feel, you know, you can feel, oh, wow, I feel good. I feel like they actually care, even when there's so many external things that feel troubling. So, yeah, that's beautiful. So thank you so much. Yeah. I love that you follow people up and send them messages after you've been working with them. That's one of the things that really says, you know, this is this is a premium service. This is a quality service. You know, when you're doing things, when you're working with people in that level and then you're spending all of this money with that person, for them to follow you up next week, next month, six months down the track, a year down the track, whatever it is, to say, hey, how is that thing going? How are you doing? How is the family? Whatever that might mean. And you can do that for free. You can send a text. You can send an, an email. It could be an automated email. You know, put it in your in your email system and schedule it for a month, six months, a year, whatever it might be. You're still having that touch point. And it is cheaper from a business perspective. It is cheaper to keep a client than it is to get a new one. Mm. So that person then is also a source of other referrals because if you loved working with that client, they probably know or have other friends or other people that they work with, maybe colleagues, um, other people in similar businesses to them, complementary businesses to them that they can refer you to and will refer you to because you have taken care of them in that way and it's as simple as an email, hi, Jen, how are you? Just checking in to see how you went with blah, blah, blah. Last time we spoke, you were doing X, Y, Z. How did that turn out for you? Thinking of you, you know, and that's it. Mm. Takes 30 seconds. Absolutely. And if you automate it, it's even quicker. So you can. <laughs> and it's really so easy. <laughs> There's so many ways that you can do it. And if people don't have those systems, you know, definitely, you know, even a text or, you know, just a you know, a message in um, put a reminder in your calendar. Yeah. Easy, done. And and it's sometimes we 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 resist all of these things, and so it's sometimes I always think of you know you know a puzzle, you know a jigsaw puzzle. You're not going to complete the whole puzzle in one piece. You have to you know you have to get the outside so you know where the you know the the sky is and so you've got that you know perimeter and you go okay well now I can put this piece and I think sometimes we we look at people and we go yeah but Lauren has you know all of these systems in place or Jen has you know all of these things going on for her right and so we forget that literally we have to take step by step and it's doing it in a way that you know you're not you have to look at while there are people who are doing it, you can't compare your results to them. And the person that always, you know, I used to do swimming and it was like um, you're always um, competing against your own time. So it's like, well, compete yourself, you know, where, how did you feel yesterday? Okay. And, and really acknowledging your achievements and, and your success and what have I achieved? Like I was like this morning, writing a bit of a success list because sometimes we we forget we forget as entrepreneurs um, and then we're on to the next thing and we don't just sit there and go well hang on I've achieved all of that and sometimes it's actually looking at the challenges so the challenges that we have you know navigated through 
they're the ones that we should be, you know, celebrating going, oh my gosh, six months ago, I didn't even think I could do this. And look how far I've come, you know, and really celebrating almost the the most difficult and challenging times that we've had in business and in life and going, I got through that. Yeah. I got through that and look where I am now. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I did it. You know, and, and I invite people to really celebrate that because, you know, this whole podcast is about, you know, becoming unstoppable. It's about embodying that. And despite the external noise that as entrepreneurs, we are always going to have these hurdles. We're going to have the things that, you know, we, we doubt our ability and it's always moving towards our vision, you know, you know, always taking, even if it's a, a tiny little step and got, staying on that step for a little bit, going, mm-hmm. okay, you know, or, or thinking of it, because I, I think in sort of metaphors is you can't get from the bottom of the ladder to the top. You have to, you know, you, you, it might be too, your, your leg will just not reach that high unless you're really, really tall. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you know, take it one step at a time. So really about, you know, one step at a time to achieve your goals and really celebrating the success that you've had big and small and Mm -hmm. also about how you've navigated through the challenges you've done it and and really celebrating that so yeah Yeah, um something that I like to do when I'm not having a good day or I'm having a day where I feel like I've got nothing done um my motivation isn't there I'm all over the place is to sit and write as I'm doing things write down what I've actually done in the day um, and I think you'll find by the time you get to the end of the day, you have a whole list of things that you've, you've ticked off. Um, but also the other side of this is that sometimes just getting out of bed is enough. Um, ten, nine years ago, my bad, uh, I was in a four-car pileup on the M1. Um, so I had uh, two lots of whiplash and it just it shook my whole world, turned it upside down. Uh, I was about 24. I couldn't put my hair in a ponytail. I couldn't make my own bed. I was on a lot of um, painkillers and Valium and all of the things. I had PTSD, um, anxiety, depression, all of the things. Um, So that time in my life actually taught me the importance of self-care and rest and having the right people around you and treating yourself in a certain way boundaries all of these different things apparently I needed a really good lesson (laughs) um but the things that that period in my life taught me was sometimes you are going to wake up and you know from the moment that you open your eyes that today is not your day and I know that people know what I'm talking about when I say this I have now um a much better practice with my mental health I have what I call doona days and on those days generally I'm there because I have burnt myself out I've done too much I've said yes to all of the things I've ignored 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 all of the little signs my body's giving me the aches the pains the tiredness the cramps the headaches the lack of sleep the lack of focus all of those things start to say hey I need a break I need a break you're not taking care of me you're not listening and I get to the point where I just need a day 
I'm giving myself 110% permission to sit on the couch if that's what I want to do. I'm going to take my, my doona from my bed <laughs> and wrap myself up in it and quite literally watch shows, eat whatever I want and just have the day to rest and recuperate and do whatever feels good on that day. And sometimes it'll be two hours in and I'll go, okay, I feel like a walk now and I'll go and do that. But the idea is that you just take that day because when we don't take the day or we don't take the hour or the 10 minutes or whatever it is that you have available to you, you end up needing two days, a week, a month, whatever it is, because you will eventually get to the point where your body says, no, that is enough. You have not listened and this is going to be what happens now. You get forced into rest, whether you get sick or you injure yourself or something silly happens you are forced to take that rest. So dinner days, <laughs> that's my solution, yeah. is just giving myself space for a rest. Absolutely. And actually that can be sometimes the hardest thing is mm -hmm. actually not doing anything. And I actually think there's power in doing more of the rest, more of the play before we even think about work because then we're coming from a different state of being and yeah. then we're like, okay, and so it's not working all these like ridiculous, we think that we've got to sit at a desk for X amount of hours and the list can go on and on and on. Let's be honest, especially as an entrepreneur, there's like, honestly, you could sit here constantly and that you still wouldn't have everything done. So it's really important to remember your why of actually why you set up a business. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people say they want freedom and they're working, they're hustling. They're hustling and they're burning themselves out to a crisp. And so they start having all of these effects on their body and they're like, oh, Jen, I feel really overwhelmed. And I'm like, well, you know, what are you doing? And oh, I don't really, you know, stop. And why? Why are you choosing that? And it's okay to have a moment or a day or a week where you don't do anything. So, yeah, I think... Super important. I love it. Doing a day. Let's all adopt that. So <laughs> amazing. 100%. Yeah. Well, look, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast and sharing your story about how you navigated through, you know, your experience of DV and became unstoppable. And now you're providing a, you know, this environment where you're inviting people, you know, the metaphor of inviting them to dinner and making them feel welcome and connected and, and, safe where they feel safe not just in their business but these networking events I think that's really important so I um for people who want to you know hear more about you can you just tell people your website or the best way to for people to contact you so my website is empowerhouseonline.com. That is empowerhouse. Uh, it's a bit of a play on words. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram um, at empower.house or on Facebook. There's also a, uh, a Facebook group for The Brunch Club, which is called The Brunch Club by Empowerhouse. So you'll find us in there as well. Amazing. So what we'll do is we'll have all of the links um, to Lauren. So you can definitely you know, if you want in Brisbane or Gold Coast or wherever, 
you can attend one of those events or if you're wanting some support with your, you know, setting up some um, systems in place, Lauren is the girl for you. So um, thank you again, Lauren, for becoming unstoppable on the podcast and um, so excited for, for everyone to hear this. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Loved our chat. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. If you're ready to start your journey of becoming unstoppable, please join my community of Becoming Unstoppable for soul-led, courageous female entrepreneurs. This is where I share weekly trainings and all great resources. Have a lovely day.